0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of September 28, 2020. This week, MMWR published a series of reports describing the role that young adults have played in the spread of COVID-19. This week's issue also looked at COVID-19 among school-aged children and CDC deployments to work with health agencies in state, tribal, local, and territorial areas. Recent evidence has shown young adults may play an increasingly important role in spreading COVID-19 in the community. Two reports this week found increasing rates of COVID-19 among younger adults. In one report, investigators found that during the summer of 2020, the highest rate of infections occurred among adults in their 20s. More than one out of every five confirmed infections occurred among adults in this age group. This report also found that younger adults may have played a role in spreading COVID-19 to older adults in southern parts of the country. Increases in the percentage of positive SARS-CoV-2 tests among adults aged 20 to 39 years preceded increases among adults 60 years and older by an average of nine days. This suggests that younger adults likely contributed to community transmission of COVID-19. In another report, Investigators found that COVID-19 infections among 18- to 22-year-olds increased more than 50% from early August to early September. While there was increased testing in this age group, the report found that increases in cases were not solely due to increased testing. As almost half of 18- to 22-year-olds attend institutes of higher education, such as colleges or universities, these institutions should take action to promote healthy environments. Another report published this week looked at clusters of COVID-19 at a university. In early August 2020, a university in North Carolina broadly opened campus for the first time since transitioning to primarily remote learning in March. The university took steps to prevent COVID-19 spread on campus, including decreasing the number of people in classrooms reducing the number of people allowed in dining halls, increasing takeout options, and requiring mask wearing. Students were also required to sign an Acknowledgement of Community Standards and University Guidelines with recommended precautions. Residence halls opened at reduced capacity with most students in double rooms. Within three weeks of opening, Almost 700 COVID-19 cases were identified among students, faculty, and staff at the university. During this period, there were 18 clusters of cases, meaning there were five or more linked cases over two weeks. These clusters were linked to residence halls, fraternities and sororities, athletic teams, and off-campus apartments. Student gatherings in congregate living settings both on and off campus likely contributed to the rapid spread of COVID-19 on campus. Enhanced measures such as reducing on-campus housing density, implementing policies to ensure mask use, and increasing COVID-19 testing are needed to reduce spread at institutes of higher education. All young adults should take precautions including wearing masks in public, staying at least six feet away from others, washing hands often, and staying home and away from others when sick or after close contact with someone with COVID-19. Another MMWR report describes more than 275,000 school-aged children who tested positive for COVID-19 since March 2020 the rates of infection were twice as high in adolescents than in younger children. Among children who were hospitalized or admitted to an ICU for COVID-19, a greater percentage reported being Hispanic or black or having underlying health conditions. These findings highlight why it's important for schools and communities to promote multiple prevention and mitigation strategies and to adjust these strategies according to how COVID-19 is spreading in their communities. A new report published this week offers a snapshot of the partnership between CDC and state, tribal, local, and territorial health agencies in the first six months of the pandemic. CDC teams help these domestic health agencies address health equity issues, and COVID-19 in high-risk settings including long-term care, food processing, correctional facilities, and shelters serving people experiencing homelessness. These collaborations between CDC teams and domestic health agencies have played a critical role in helping to inform guidance to prevent and control the spread of COVID-19 in communities. For example, These collaborations informed guidance for serial testing as a containment strategy in high-risk congregate settings, targeted interventions and prevention efforts among workers at food processing facilities, and social distancing. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov slash MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.